0: What's going on, everybody? Welcome to another episode of the Normal Guy Lazy Eye Podcast. As always, I'm your host, Jared Magazine, just your neighborly normal guy with a lazy eye here chatting with a much more interesting person with a much cooler story. Today's episode, we have on the incredibly talented Cus Campbell. Cus Campbell is a trombone artist here in the greater Boston area. I was introduced to him by way of a friend from college, and immediately, I was blown away. This guy is so talented and for someone who I, I mean, I obviously am not well versed in the trombone community, but I know talent when I see it and holy cow, he has it. And what I really loved about this interview is you can tell that Cus Campbell is in this for the long run. Yes, he definitely got some uh, virality hits and and some big followings from TikTok and some of the... Um, the covers that he has done, but he knows that's not the end game. The end game is a beautiful, long and successful career in the trombone realm, in the jazz industry, etc. So this is an incredible interview because at his age he's well beyond his years uh with what he has planned. And I'm super excited to A, share his story, but B see where this guy's headed next. So without further ado, please enjoy the incredibly talented Cuss Campbell. This is the Normal Guy Lazy Eye Podcast, a true eye-opening experience. All right, guys. One of the most talented guests we've had on this show today is Cuss Campbell. He's on a mission to make the trombone mainstream. That's right. With over 165,000 TikTok followers putting him in a very unique spin on uh today's top hits. Cus Campbell joins us today. Cus, thank you so much for coming on, man. How are you?
1: I'm good, man. How are you?
0: I'm doing I'm doing, I'm doing fantastic. I'm doing fantastic. It's so great to finally get to connect with you. I know our, our mutual friend, we'll give him a shout out. We'll give him some some fake clout. Paul oh, Kelly set this up, G. baby. <laughs> Absolutely. But I just like before we jump into everything, like we we actually we ra- we barely missed each other in the the Seaport area this past weekend. You were doing a wedding, I was doing something far different. I was at Cisco doing what every Bostonian does in the summertime. Uh, but can you tell me a little bit about what you got going on right now? Yeah, man. I mean, honestly,
1: just trying to make a lot of great shit. You know, like a lot of good music, and um, you know, definitely trying to expand with what I've kind of like already done. Mm -hmm. So, you know, I've been doing like a lot of covers and stuff like that, obviously. Um, But really just tapping into like more original music, kind of like on the, on the down low. Um, But yeah, working on like a lot of stuff like that. And then, you know, really just trying to uh, just kind of like gain more respect overall, like in the industry in general Um, for like, as a trombonist, obviously it's a very like underrated instrument. It's a very like underrated um, scene. So, I kind of wanna just kind of like build up my my brand more and and kind of like get more respect.
0: Absolutely, and, and, and I think it's it's certainly working to the extent that I think anyone would think of a of a trombone, right? Like, I, if you told me someone who plays a trombone has one hundred sixty five thousand TikTok followers, not knowing you, I'd been like, okay, yeah, right. But believe me when I say, like, when I first watched your videos, I was like holy crap, this guy is beyond talented. And I do think the trombone needs some more respect because I think everyone thinks of the trombone as like, like your high school band instrument, like in, at the high school games, like it's just kind of in the crowd with everything else, like with the trumpets, with the other horns, you know, like it's just kind of in there, but like you, man, like it could be, it could be its very own show.
1: It can, it can. No, the thing thing about it is, you know, I, uh, I recently try to kind of like push aside certain things. So for example, like the whole TikTok follower thing, you know, that kind of came about I had a video that went viral. I, I did uh, like a Corvette cover mm. and I uh, really took off, but I I like to think of it as like, you know, everything's just a work in progress. Like there's such a, such a long way to go. I, I like to kind of like take the stance that I have a long way to go and that I have like a lot to learn because you know, for really trying to change, like, the narrative of, of trombone and jazz mm-hmm. music and, like, just the overall framework of the instrument, like, I feel like there really is a long way to go, you know, and I feel if I settle on followers or numbers or clout and things like that, right? it's just not gonna get to where I want it to be. So right. for a while there, I was kind of, like, you know, focused on numbers and um focused on, like, man, I got to get this many numbers so I can make this amount so I can do this so I can have this kind of fame, et cetera, et cetera. Right. But now I'm just like, you know, I just want to be respected and I want like the Cuss Campbell name to be respected. So that's really like a, a main thing. I look at TikTok, like, you know, a lot of people are, are blowing up on TikTok right now, just from posting consistently and and having like the right content out at the right time, you know? Yeah. So I think, um, you know, the other platforms, I definitely want to match it and bring that same intensity be consistent like really do it like my my way if that makes sense
0: absolutely absolutely and i and i i, I completely agree i wanted to, i want let, to let let's take a step back here let's start let's kind of lay the foundation a little bit so we always say on this show every story has a beginning so i wanted to kind of start at yours like growing up in the greater boston area what was life like in the campbell household and where did you really find that love for music that you have for today
1: Man, music, music was everywhere, you know, my, um, my parents definitely um, played music all the time, especially my dad, he he always was playing records and stuff, when me and my brother were growing up, so it was definitely in the, in the family, my brother actually started playing, my brother's actually older than me, so he started playing when he was in fourth grade, Mm. and uh, actually, it all really started, first of all, my uncle was a trombonist, Okay, and um, there
0: it is. There's the root. <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah. So obviously, like growing up, we we're always listening to music. Always listening to music, right? And then my um, my uncle played trombone, so we go and see him play every now and then. Um, my brother started playing in fourth grade, and we actually went up to the high school to go and watch like the older kids, like because at the time I was only like maybe six or seven years old, right? Something like that. Mm-hmm. and my high school king Philip, which which is the high school i went to same with paul kelly um we went and we watched and we were just blown away at like how amazing all the all the players were we saw the jazz band so first my brother actually played he was in seventh grade
0: mm-hmm.
1: and they played and then after that, it was, like, the Jazz 2 that came on and played, and we are like, these guys are pretty good. And then the yeah. Jazz 1 came on, and they had just gotten back from a competition in New York, and we were like, yo, like, these kids are nasty. And these kids were <laughs> like high school. At right. the time, high school seems like, you know like adults when you're only like five or six years old
0: right they're they're taller than you some of them have facial hair you're like these are monsters
1: (laughs) exactly and uh and our our high school was always like really competitive especially in the marching band scene like we've won um countless championships um for marching band uh bands of america etc
0: that
1: our marching band was a part of and they've done a lot of great things but the jazz band as well they went to new york And, you know, essentially Ellington Festival was put on by like Wynton Marsalis and the whole thing. So they were doing all that when I was like younger and I was looking up and like, wow, I want to kind of like do something like that, you know, because basketball is cool. And me and my brother both, you know, grew up in a basketball household as well because my dad played in college. Mm -hmm. So we were kind of going that route. And then over time, you know, both getting cut from a couple of teams, we started to realize like, look, maybe this music thing will actually take us where we want to go yeah so but yeah as for like where it started like music was everywhere in the household like right. every car ride every you know every weekend morning um it was just everywhere so
0: yeah i I would say the same for like mine like obviously i didn't grow like go down the music path but i think like music is just like a part of especially like our parents generation i i've come to the point where like when my dad does come up to visit in massachusetts i actually have a like i think i've pulled the story on the show but i have like a designated when dad's in the car playlist so that he's like, it's not that he doesn't like the new stuff, but it's just, he respects the old stuff, you know, like, and he wants the old stuff. So it's like all earth went in fire. I mean, it's like everything, you know, like, but it's just, it's like, okay, dad's in the car. Let me put this stuff on stuff to reminisce about. But I guess if following up on that, right. Like you, you said your uncle played the trombone and kind of loving the jazz band type of music Was trombone like your first love or were you like the guitar kid and the drums and kind of like maybe the more mainstream type of instruments?
1: Yeah, no, trombone was actually the first the first instrument because at the time, you know, my brother was already playing sax. So Mm. he was four years older than me. So when I was when when I got into fourth grade was when everyone started playing instruments through like the school and whatnot. I was in fourth grade and my parents were like, oh, you should play trumpet. And they really wanted me to play trumpet because they are like, trombone's so hard. Like, you're not going to like it. It's a big instrument, you know, having to do do the get out to seventh position and all that. And I was like, no, no, I want to be different because like, there's already like three kids on the street who are playing trumpet. So I was like, nah, like no one's playing trombone. Like, I just want to play that and see what I can do with it. And when, and it's funny too. And like every trombone player will tell you the same story. But like, when I went to go pick up the instrument, there were like two trombones There were, like, 50 saxes on the show. There were, like, you know, a million trumpets. There were tons of flutes, and they're all small, but they're all, like, laid out on the table. A ton of clarinets, drums, or whatever. And, like, there's, like, two trombones. Because, like, (laughs) no one wanted to play it. And, like, they figured, like, oh, you know, we don't really need that many trombones because no one's going to play it.
0: Is the tuba Um, more popular than the trombone? I feel like that's, like, the one thing that I wouldn't want to carry or anything like that actually I feel like tuba is like less popular
1: but however however there are like I feel like there's a bigger requirement for tuba in like street band and stuff like that especially down in New Orleans so like sousaphone is a big thing down there as well which is like similar to tuba but um yeah like there are more tuba players than you would expect and a (laughs) lot of tuba players actually play trombone
0: right interesting interesting kind of like yeah I guess like going off that like i the trombone i didn't even realize like do you have to, like i mean do you have to like almost have like a long enough arm to extend enough to those different positions that you're playing that instrument
1: yeah yeah like when you're in fourth grade you you can't really <laughs> reach the seventh position yeah because your arms just aren't long enough but you're just
0: you're just not playing that note. no shot yeah
1: <laughs> and like the thing the thing is like i teach a lot of kids right now and i yeah. tell them like you know like if they're young and they can't reach them, i'm like you don't, you don't have to really worry about seven right now you know like you i mean there's one note out there that you really have to play and like in most basic band and ensemble and stuff and like from fourth grade through like eighth grade mm-hmm. you don't really have to play anything in seven
0: right so. and then by then your arms will be fully extended I guess yeah exactly
1: exactly <laughs> and I think people overthink it too like you can yeah. kind of you can kind of like throw it out there and then
0: see what happens back. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I so growing up and, and going through high school you did mention that like Yes, the marching band was like popular for your high school, obviously performing at a higher level than maybe like maybe some of the sports teams, but at every high school in America, probably, right? It's usually those that are playing sports, or even more specifically, the bigger sports like football, basketball, et cetera, that are gonna get a little bit more popularity in high school. What was what was it like for you really going against the grain? Dropping basketball essentially and and, and pursuing music full time, like, did what was the reaction from your peers in high school? Like, this guy plays trombone. <laughs> Go yeah, in, man. Take, Go I, in.
1: <laughs> I, I gotta take a deep breath for that one. Yeah.
0: No, I mean,
1: that's like that's just the story of my life. I mean, mm-hmm. I feel like in high school when I was a freshman. I came in and it was all basketball, basketball, basketball. I got dropped down to the B team, in eighth grade. And when I played B, you know, I did pretty well. Like our team wasn't very good, but we made it to the playoffs. I think everyone made it to the playoffs, but we made it to the playoffs. And like, you know, I had a couple like 20 point games and stuff. So I was like a really good shooter and whatnot. And then high school came around and I was pretty much like a shoe in make the freshman team. Right. But, um, I was just like thinking about it one night and I was talking to my parents about it, et cetera. And I was like, you know what? I'm not going out for the team. Like I, I'm, I'm quitting basketball. I'm going to play AAU because at the time I'm like, I'm not going pro. I'm not like, I, I already can see this now. Like there's no way I'm going to go pro. Mm-hmm. And I enjoy, I enjoy playing AAU more because my dad coached the AAU team. Yeah. So, and all my friends, like a lot of my good friends play on the AAU team as well from KP. So I was like, you know, I'll just play AAU in the spring and fall. And then winter I'll focus on jazz band because I feel like that's what's going to get me to college. So, uh, when that happened, like everyone in the school was just like bringing it up and like, yo, you quit basketball for band and like all this, all this shit, you know, you know, people talk and like, I told one person that, that morning and by like the end of the day, like everybody knew that I just wasn't playing. And I was like, yo, what is actually happening? (laughs) And, uh, you know, it kind of went on that whole year and throughout high school where I was just kind of, kind of like almost ashamed to like carry my horn around school and stuff like that.
0: Mm-hmm. You know,
1: like you get there early to drop off your horn in the morning and like, I would just be kind of like walking in like this, like holding my yeah, case yeah. and shit. Yeah, um, Cause I didn't want, I didn't want to be seen as like the band kid. Cause I, I didn't do marching band. Mm-hmm so I was never at football games playing
0: but but you carry in the you carry in the the, tr- the trombone and like it's just the high school like reaction is always like oh band geek you know what I mean like, yeah
1: exactly and, and like because exactly exactly
0: but I just like going off that like I think going back to your point like freshman year you knew right away this was the path that was going to lead me to a greater success than basketball like I I didn't have that like I knew I sucked at every ball sport. I anything hand eye coordination, not for me. But like, I still wanted to be like. I wanted to try out for the basketball team. I wanted to try out for the football team. But like, I knew I knew I shouldn't. But you kind of were just like, I want to be the best trombone player, and because of that, I have to give up other things like trying out for the freshman basketball team or the you know the the school basketball team as opposed to AAU like was was that kind of ingrained in you with like family stuff or like was that just like kind of your own way to, way of thinking things
1: yeah I, I just was never like the best student like mm. I, I hated school I didn't do well in school at all so I figured like you know my grades aren't going to be really good enough to get into like a Harvard or a Yale or like mm. any any school like that and not because like not because I'm not smart you know I feel like my mind just works in different ways right right um but I was like I'm never gonna get in those schools because all they look at is grades so I'm like thinking to myself okay how am I gonna get into like a good school that I want to go to and what do I actually enjoy doing and um you know looking at it from like an, when I was in eighth grade I was looking up to like yeah I was looking up to like varsity. And going to varsity games and watching and being like, wow, I really want to be on the court like that one day and like have them, you know, call my name and like be a captain and all that. Right, right. But then I was also looking at it, like going to the jazz concerts and being like, man, I want to be like them. And I want to be the man, like, you know, playing trombone senior year, like playing at all these play- going to Ellington festival, playing at all these different places in high school and, um, and just becoming like a really, really great musician. So I had both kind of like things that I wanted to do but I felt like I kind of had to choose by high school because like doing multiple things it's it's really really difficult
0: yeah Um, especially when you get up to like high school and stuff
1: yeah yeah especially with schoolwork and stuff too I was like there's no way I can do both because like it was it was a situation too where like the rehearsals for jazz band were like the same time as like the games and the practices for for basketball so it just wouldn't have worked
0: you know? yeah exactly it, that, i feel like that's always how it, it kind of pans out At by like your sophomore it, for you it was freshman but even like sophomore and junior year you're like it's one or the other at this point
1: percent. You know? like,
0: credit to the kids that did it did both i think by by the time they got to college they're probably so burnt out but i mean i right. it, it sometimes it works so kind of going off that you you went off excuse me you went off to study at the berkeley school of music here in boston now you're kind of in a in a realm that's like all the high school kids that were picked on for being band geeks or carrying their trombone in the class. Now everyone's kind of in that realm. Like what was that difference of a world for you stepping on a campus at Berkeley versus like what you were dealing with in high school?
1: A hundred percent. I just want to just add one more point. Is that yeah. what you asked me before the real answer was actually my brother um, my brother tried to do the whole basketball and jazz band at the same time thing, and they ended up cutting him, cutting him from the team his junior year because they figured he wasn't going to be able to do both. And then yeah. senior year, he went back and played varsity soccer. So I kind of like looked at my brother's um, the way he went about it, and then kind of applied that to my situation. Mm-hmm. Um, but to your point about about Berkeley, I mean, man, like the 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 vibe at Berkeley, like when I first got there, it was just like. Game changing, you know, because there were a lot of people similar to me who were like really serious about what they did in high school, but were might have either been picked on or whatever. Um, but just such a unique place where so many people come together and really create like amazing work and art, yeah, you know, and like, and you have people there who are like all different, like, you have some of the kids who you know might have done marching band and and got picked on and shit throughout high school you also had kids like me who um you know were very into sports and very into like shit like that and but loved music as well so you really see it all and the other cool thing about it was that there were over 100 countries so the diversity was just amazing right Uh, it really expanded like i was the only black one of the only black males in my high school Mm -hmm. so when i went to berkeley it was like game-changing Cause now you're seeing people from um, Asia and, you know, Africa, like everywhere, like mm. all over, the, all over the world.
0: Right. What, what was countries. like, what was, what was, what was like some of the interactions like with those types of students? Like, I, I mean, they always say like music is ever everyone can speak music, right. Or like music is a universal language. What was it like interacting with these individuals that have that same love for music that are coming from thousands upon thousands of miles away?
1: Oh, it's just unreal. I mean, even just playing with people who, you know, didn't even really speak English very well, and like being able to just understand exactly where they're coming from on like a music sense, which is crazy.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: You know, I think that's one of the one things that really brings people together. Yeah, Um, it's definitely music. And I think, you know, a lot of music schools, that's probably like one of the best things about music school is that there's so many different types of people that you can um, form a connection with through music. And then Mm. through that, you can kind of like get to know their other aspects of life, but Mm. just that, that whole, you know, um, vibe it out just by playing together without even having to talk is just crazy.
0: Yeah. Like, I feel like in, in high school, you had, like, you had the, you had the clicks. Like it was like the jocks. It was the popular kids. It was the musicians and it was like drama, maybe like looped in with musicians. But I feel like in music school for the, you know, like Berkeley, it's like, yeah, you have the singers, you have the the brass players, you have the pianists et cetera. But it's like, wait, the singer who needs a pianist. Oh, wait well, let's also get the trombone in. Like, let's okay. Like, let's make this music. And so it's like, everyone kind of comes together in that sense. So, I guess, uh, following up on that, right. Graduating at the very beginning of the pandemic in May of 2020, like, did, what was, did you have any plans post-grad? Like, what was the original, obviously, uh, probably a much different path you're on today, but what was the original kind of goal once you graduated from Berkeley? Uh oh, the original plan
1: was just to really just expand, um, my, my, my own brand, like Cus mm-hmm. Campbell mm-hmm. and, um, you know, start doing some shows, start doing, honestly my actually my original original plan was to really be on tour with somebody um and i was kind of like working out some stuff prior to the pandemic and then that hit and then obviously touring stopped you know i was supposed to play a couple of shows of like certain artists who were on tour mm-hmm. um who were coming through to boston and stuff like that and then it just kind of fell through obviously because every tour got canceled right so um that was uh that, that was definitely hard but. um you know, I really try to use the time to or during the pandemic to, um, you know, just keep creating, making content, um, sharpening up like what I do and, and just expand in that way.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. So kind of come, come, I was it, April of 2020, you started posting on, on TikTok and you can be seen doing some of the craziest trombone covers that I've ever seen. Like, I didn't know you could play those specific songs on the trombone. Uh, when did you decide to like to actually start putting stuff on TikTok? Like, what was what was kind of the like starting point there? Um, you know, just kind of hearing about
1: the opportunity, uh, seeing a lot of people kind of doing their thing on there, and um, you know, every new platform at the beginning, there's a there's a tremendous upside mm-hmm. to like being consistent because there's not a lot of people on there but there are a lot of people consuming so there's not a lot of people creating but there are a lot of people consuming so you know if you're if you're a part of that early it's definitely a good thing um, I just wanted to make sure that like what I was putting out there is a reflection of like who I am um, but uh, but yeah as, as far as like the covers go and whatnot that whole thing has been crazy as well yeah. you know because um, I started I started doing covers back like, freshman year of college so I think summer going in my sophomore year Mm -hmm. and um I've been doing that for like three or four years and it's definitely kind of kind of been my my um the way people know me now Mm -hmm. as like you know playing up playing over covers and whatnot but I do want to definitely bring back some more roots and kind of like mix it in with what I'm already doing um to kind of like Went over more people
0: yeah and like I, I guess going like I think I, yes you could call them covers right like you're the only person I know that can play the box on the trombone or literally like good for you by Olivia Rodrigo didn't know you could play that on the trombone but I think to your point as yes they are covers of people's original songs you are probably one of if not the only person doing the type of content that you are doing in a world of like TikTok where it's if you, if you catch the bug or if you catch the viral tread, no matter who you are, and this isn't to knock any creator because like, I think there's some, some magic to it, but like you are putting out probably some of the most organic content that I've seen. So like now you have over a million likes in this kind of the year that you've been doing this. Like what, did you expect this type of reaction in this? Or like, were you just kind of doing it to see what would happen?
1: Yeah, no, honestly, I didn't expect, like it to go like that, you know, Hmm. um, I, yeah, I definitely didn't expect it to go like that, but at the same time, you know, I do think that there is, um, there's something to be said about the way the traffic comes in on TikTok, and, you know, everything's based off the for you page. If you do stuff, that's like very, very trendy and very, very, um, you know, hot at the time, Yeah. It'll pick up in the algorithm. Um, But at the same time, you know, I see, I see like Instagram and, and, um, and Facebook as like, really like a foundation. So I've been really trying to work, work on those. um, And really just establish more of like a brand, because I I feel like I'm at a point too where like, I, I don't have it all figured out. And I'm still trying to learn. I'm like, very um open to like trying new things and and expanding you know what i mean i think like being one-dimensional is like not being open to 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 change that i feel like we're constantly changing we're constantly evolving and the only way to like really become like great is just be open because what you're doing now isn't necessarily what you're going to be doing when you're 30 what you're going to (laughs) be doing when you're 40 or what you're going to be doing when you're 50 you know
0: Yeah. You probably hope, hope it's not right. Like, I don't want to be like, I don't want to be in the same exact position that I am today than when I am, when I'm 33, 34, 10 years from now, I have different goals in mind. So I I think it goes for musicians, for podcasters, for whatever you're doing. I, I completely agree going off that, right? Like we talked a little bit about the, the, I don't want to say struggles, but the differences you had to deal with in high school, have those people, Come back and be like, oh shoot! Like Cuss Campbell, man. He like, yeah, I knew that kid. Like he was, he was so good at trombone. Like, of course, he's blowing up. Like, have you been like, wait a minute? <laughs> have they, have those people come back? Yeah, I mean, <laughs> I, I don't even necessarily try to like look for
1: you know the uh,
0: the exact individual, the, yeah, Joe like, Schmo. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like the
1: naysayers before yeah, yeah. and who they are right. now and stuff. I mean, honestly, like in the, the day. Every, like I said, like everyone, everyone's constantly changing, everyone's evolving. Like maybe that kid was just either insecure in high school or was like, not, not them, their normal, their normal self, um, in high school. And then it took them some time to like get out of that space. And then now they're in a different position. So I feel like, you know, it, it really, uh, it really just depends on the, um, the scenario, but, I, I definitely got hate in high school, you know, right. I definitely got hate in high school. Um, and I feel like there's still, I'm sure there are people who are still rolling their eyes, you know, or or people who are still kind of like underestimating, which is totally fine, you know? Yeah. Cause I'm not doing it for them. Right. Um, so I just feel like it's a, uh, it's one of those things, but I'm not really like, I, I feel like I used to be in this space where I was like, man, I gotta, I gotta do all this. So I can prove to, to these people, like, I'm the man like n- now it's just kind of like even if I prove to those people I feel like it's more about me proving to myself than proving anybody else you know because exactly. you can prove everything to all these people but at the end of the day they probably won't be at your shows anyways they're not paying your bills they don't really care about you like it doesn't really matter you know I hear
0: ya. yeah absolutely um,
1: and like whether I'm doing something great and they're not like it doesn't, or whether they're doing something great and I'm not like, it doesn't matter. You know, Mm -hmm. I think, um, it's just like, I just want to prove it to myself and just be the best that I can be, you know? Mm
0: absolutely so we talked a little bit about the covers that you've done obviously to kind of like stick with what's going on in today's music you like playing like today's covers but do you have like a favorite style of music that you want to play on the trombone obviously the the traditional jazz but like maybe something that a lot of people aren't playing is hip-hop pop on on the trombone
1: yeah I think one thing that I want to do right now is um almost like bring jazz back
0: mm-hmm.
1: and um the, you know like i love playing hip-hop stuff i love playing that kind of music however it's not super difficult to play and i think the reason why a lot of young people don't play is because they just didn't either they they didn't really grow up listening to it you know being being african-american and like being in that like community granted i, I grew up in the suburbs but i um you know I I did listen to a lot of hip hop music when I was younger Mm -hmm. Um, and even like hard funk and stuff like James Brown and shit like that. Yeah. But, um, you know, I also did listen to a lot of jazz, like jazz was the framework. And that's what I started first started playing was classical and jazz. And I was playing over records, transcribing solos and stuff like that. Um, So I'm at a point now where I almost want to like bring the, bring the jazz world back but like in my own kind of way. Yeah. Because I feel like there are a lot of people playing jazz who are in the instrument field and whatnot, but they're not doing it. um, They're doing it their way, Mm. which is totally cool. And there's a ton of people who are killing it. I just want to do it in my way um, and have a couple of unique ideas to kind of like do it differently.
0: I like it. it.
1: I want to like kind of bring the jazz scene back and not let it go. Cause I feel like I've almost kind of uh, at Berkeley, there's some uh, bad experiences with jazz. You know, you're in a lot of different ensembles with a lot of different people. You go to a lot of sessions, you're playing out a lot and stuff. And like, it's very competitive. Everyone's very like, just like in high school, everyone's very, oh, he plays the same instrument as me or, oh, he plays well, or, oh, he's this or, oh, he's that. And they almost like, you know, either won't talk to you or won't, have like, gain your respect, right, There's a lot of vibing, talking about each other behind each other's back, kind of stuff like that, because everyone's trying to make it in that jazz world, and if you mm. play the same instrument as somebody, forget it, yeah. I've been trying to knock down that barrier by just, you know, really um, trying to show people that, like, it doesn't matter if you play the same instrument as someone, I, I-, I have, like, five to seven Tremonists that i'm like really really good friends with that like we've done videos together we're mm. like constantly like talking to each other giving each other advice and shit like that um but that's kind of like what i mean by like doing it my way when i see shit that like everyone else is kind of doing i'm like, like and it's not necessarily what i like mm. i'm just gonna do it my my way you know um so
0: yeah. Do you think that like that experience at Berkeley of maybe like the over competitiveness of the jazz era like area or like maybe just constantly playing it over and over again? Like maybe kind of I don't want to say um, what, is it, what like burnt you out in terms of jazz for the time being. like Obviously, now you're saying you want to go back to it. But I think with some of those experiences, like I, I felt it after finishing swimming, like I didn't want to touch a pool at all. For, I still like really haven't since since finishing swimming at Providence. Like, did that kind of like turn you off of jazz for that hot minute? And maybe kind of like even like broaden your spectrum in terms of playing pop and hip hop on the trombone.
1: Yeah, it definitely it definitely did in a way because some of the ensembles are, we and we're we we're just playing stuff that like wasn't even. It was just so hard that like it just wasn't even like music (laughs) yeah like it just like it was just like are we doing this for to like try to like impress people or are we doing this to like make really good music are we doing this to like you know learn or are we doing this to just try to like you know play the craziest shit possible for like the craziest (laughs) reasons just because it's cool and like that's like the next level so like when we were yeah when we were playing like some of these insane songs that like the time signature would change every bar and like different chord progressions like like you know pop and hip-hop stuff you're playing like it's the same four (laughs) chords like throughout right and that stuff's easy um and that's why like someone over that stuff like i can make a video in like 10 minutes or make a recording at 10 minutes of hip-hop stuff but like jazz Mm. stuff um you know you got your blues which is pretty easy and then you and then you it gets progressively harder as you get into like more difficult chord changes and stuff but this stuff that we were playing was like just ridiculous stuff like, um, <laughs> I, have you heard of like giant steps
0: no please but please educate me
1: giant steps is, is this uh it's a it's a tune by john coltrane it's like really fast and it's like um it's almost like it was made as like an exercise basically for like yeah. sax players mm. um and it's like very very fast and the chords change like crazy but um the stuff we were playing wasn't even it was even like harder than that like it was just like insane so and it was a couple of ensembles that i took but at the same time you know i had the opportunity to work with like tia fuller she was a um jazz saxophonist she's won a grammy female mm. jazz saxophonist she also played with beyonce okay um, and like the all-female band yeah Heck yeah, and uh, she was actually—you know—the movie Soul. She was actually in the movie Soul. She was like the sax player. Cartoon. There
0: you go. That's sick.
1: Yeah. So she's like amazing, and um you know, studying with her was just crazy. Mm-hmm. Um, but um, yeah, it was just a point where, like, not not so much in her ensemble. I like the music that that we did in the, in her ensemble, but there were a few others where I was like, it was just a lot, yeah. and. I was like, man, I just want to play hip hop. Like yeah, yeah, F, yeah, all yeah. This, F all this stuff. Like I just want to play hip hop. And um, but now I'm at a point where I definitely want to incorporate more jazz in like what I'm doing.
0: Well, yeah. Now, so now you control the narrative. Like you control your own narrative. Like you can, you don't have to follow somebody's ensemble or follow I don't want to call it a syllabus, but I guess like you could call it like follow somebody's syllabus in terms of a a class schedule or stuff like that. This is, it's your time to make your own music. And I, and like, maybe like kind of opening the door back up to jazz, but doing like you've, like you've said, like doing it your way instead of doing it the hardest possible way.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah.
0: Exactly. So you've, you've had some interesting reactions to people hearing you for the first time and and listening to the to the trombone on tiktok or on youtube or on instagram and and it's not like i'm not like making this stuff up like big sean all-time low marky basie like these people have all like pretty much reposted your stuff like what were you just like sitting on your phone one day and like that notification comes across your screen you're like you're joking right like this is i'm i'm being punked
1: (laughs) Yeah, actually, the other day too, uh, uh, Ross uh, reposted one of my
0: things. No way, dude! Yeah, and I, and
1: I, <laughs> I, I was just like, I, I just couldn't believe it. I mean, some of the reactions were crazy. I wish I got them filmed. I never, I never got them recording. I mean, I, there there would have been no way to, you know. But um, yeah, like because it,
0: it comes so naturally and it comes so in a split second, it just pops up yeah. on your phone. <laughs>
1: yeah, exactly, exactly. Um, yeah, it, it's one. That's one of those things that. Um, is definitely like a special moment uh, for sure. Um, I think though, one of the things that I like to think of is that no matter who reacts to like a video, obviously if I, if I do someone's song and like they see it and it's their song and they're going to have a crazier amount of respect for it. Cause like, it's their song. Yeah. Especially if I play it well.
0: Right. <laughs>
1: um, but, um, but like for just anyone in general who like, repost my stuff or like really likes my stuff i mean i'm just definitely grateful um in general Mm. so for any reposts and things like that also too to mention um i um i got reached out by disney back in december to like play with this thing with john batiste he wrote all the music for soul yeah yeah, yeah. and uh, we were in this like virtual jam session which was amazing um and that was like definitely one of the coolest things ever. That just is like, wild. Like you know the fact that like I could be in the same video and then like he reached out to me afterwards. Like that was just like insane. Mm-hmm. And then and then the and then the Snoop Dogg thing too was crazy.
0: That was that was wild. Like you were probably just watching that show. Like or I th- were you even watching it? Like did you know okay. that they were putting you in there? Or?
1: So what happened was. I got hit up by Facebook and they'd been seeing my videos on on uh, YouTube and whatnot. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah.
1: And um, they were doing this thing called Peace Out 2020. It was like an event for the end of the year on Facebook, right. like a live stream. Right. And it was like a pretty big deal, but I didn't really know how big of a deal. So they sent me like a contract and they were like, yeah, we just need your permission to use this video, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. And then next thing you know, I'm like watching it, uh, like when it comes out or whatever and snoop Dogg's just like hosting it and he's like picking like the the videos
0: that is that was wild and like I I, I I can't even imagine that like
1: it's crazy and i'm like yeah like like at the beginning too i'm like I, I see like david dobrik's hosting and like a bunch of other people and i'm like wait yeah. what like yeah. <laughs> i thought this was just like some you know little thing that they were putting together like no this is like real real stars mm-hmm. you know um sharing content and i'm like i can't believe that they picked my stuff that's crazy
0: so sick so sick so uh, like i i guess like put me in put me in the dream here for a second like what is the the big dream here for cuss campbell moving forward maybe maybe it's not next year maybe it's the following, maybe like the next five years we're like what is the big dream that you're chasing right now um aside
1: from getting reposted, which isn't even necessarily like a goal of mine, um, I almost just want to like build something really unique. Um, Be able to like play on my own, being able to, you know, tour on my own, um, put out my own original music, more of my own original music. I have like one song right now. But uh, put out more like original stuff, and really just build like a community mm-hmm. for not only just trombonists, but it might it might just be like a lot of trombonists at first, right? Through, like jazz and stuff like that, right? Because those are the people who are, like best understand
0: in common interests and yeah,
1: yeah. And like and like the um the difficulty of like what I'm doing as a trombone is playing like hard jazz shit, right? Right. Um. But after that, you know, I really just want to make my mark and change the game in terms of like jazz music and mm-hmm. and trombone and give trombone like a name for itself.
0: I love that. I love that. So I guess like what would be the advice for the next Cus Campbell that's sitting in his, his like freshman class deciding if he should go the sports route or the music route? Like, what, what kind of advice do you have for someone wanting to jump into a career like this?
1: I mean, you can play music forever you know sports is limited like Mm -hmm. i mean you can you can play music i've seen countless instrumentalists who are playing touring or doing shows 80 plus yeah you know slide hampton um or or curtis fuller who recently passed away trombonist um i mean he was playing like I don't know how old he was, but he was definitely in his eighties, but like he was playing all the way up,
0: you know, basically until he passed. Right. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, More or
1: less. I'm like, you know, and and countless others, like it's uh, it's one of those things where you could be sitting in a chair playing forever, Mm -hmm. like, you know, basketball, any sport like that. If you go pro, even if you go pro, it still has a shellfish. 40, 40 is pushing it like 30. All right. All right. Yeah. Brady, Yeah, Brady is like an exception. Yeah. But he plays quarterback. Like right. if you're, a, if you're a basketball player,
0: your knees aren't lasting yeah. until you're forty. I don't care if you're LeBron James, like the average, I think the average career in the NBA is two seasons, three, two or three seasons, like yeah, average, like obviously crazy. the superstars, they last a decade and a half. Kobe was two, you know, 20, like 20 seasons. Like it's, but you're, I mean, <laughs> like not yeah. everyone's gonna be Kobe Bryant.
1: Yeah, like thirty, thirty eight, thirty seven, <laughs> thirty. Like, and then and then that's it. And a lot of these guys now are like getting into other stuff. Like, I don't know if you've seen like the um, speaking of podcasts, I don't know if you've seen the um, the uh, I am athlete podcast.
0: No, I haven't yet.
1: Brandon Marshall and
0: okay. And- oh yeah, 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 yeah. I I've seen clips of it. I didn't know that that's yeah. what it was called. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. And like, Chad Ochoacinco and like, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. And like
1: all those guys, like they were ex-NFL players, but now they're, they're doing that.
0: because Well, Chad Ochoacinco now boxing TikTokers. I mean, like the guy. That's what
1: I'm (laughs) I'm saying. That's what I'm saying, you know, but then, but then, you know, trombonists or, or instrumentalists, sax players, pianists, whatever, they're still making music and doing what they love. Like, like that's prime time. Like when you're in your forties and fifties and even sixties, seventies, like it's prime time to be making um music Kenny yeah. G's still on tour I think he's like 75 or something Kenny
0: like G's one of the all-time greats if not that's, the greatest right like the guy's the guy's a legend that's what so. I'm saying
1: and like the other thing I wanted to mention too is that um if I was going to tell somebody younger or anything I think the biggest mistake I've made is almost thinking that you know it's about winning over people right now and being great right now and not looking about longevity is always more valuable than you know day-to-day to
0: the virality show. even
1: right like that, that
0: one viral video like you don't want to be me a remember... while yeah exactly it took you me don't want to be remembered that. as like that one viral video like yeah sure like if that's how it starts sure but then like you want to make sure that you're going to stay on top
1: right this is what I mean. And like the whole TikTok thing and, and, and some of the other stuff kind of got me in the wrong mindset where I was almost trying to like please people for like mm. the wrong reasons. Like, okay, how can I be super entertaining to get more views? But like, that's not what it's about. You know, I think like, how can I like, do some crazy shit, or like pick up a girl, or like you know pick up girls, or like
0: <laughs> yeah run through,
1: run through Target and play. And like I could do all that shit tomorrow, but right. I don't like that's not gonna get me to where I want to be. I think um you know longevity instead of like random shit that's gonna yeah. just kind of like give you a bad image. That, or I mean everyone's different. Like it worked for the Jake Paul and his brother but you know if that's if that's the direction you want to go in then go in it you know but I think um just thinking about it more and more that's definitely not something that like I don't want I want people to respect me not hate me Mm, mm. (laughs) or even or even like laugh at me I don't want people to laugh at me I don't want I just want people to respect what I'm doing
0: yeah Um, absolutely
1: so I think that's kind of where the whole uh the whole jazz thing come, came into play because I can keep doing hip hop and trying to be entertaining and try to do stupid shit to try to win people over. Or I could go the jazz route, be respected by people in the trombone world, in the jazz community. And then that'll branch off into like the rest of the, the world over time, you know? Mm-hmm. But that's the thing is like in the jazz world, you don't have to necessarily rush to like make it by like a certain age all these rappers are trying to blow up at like 18 and then they're done by the time they're like my age Mm. versus you could be a jazz player and literally hit the ground running at like 27 and then play through your 80s yeah like and 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 in between there be doing like some crazy shit in the hip-hop world or whatever you know i was gonna say
0: i feel like you you are definitely ahead of the ahead of the curve and like just your mindset of and your like awareness of how much longer you have to go is very impressive because i think and we've this has kind of been a common theme on this show is everyone is in a world of instant gratification that we live in right now like likes on instagram follows uh even just like even in like work right like it's like oh i want that bonus oh i want that promotion i need it now i need the need you you are kind of quite the opposite it's like I'm not worried about that right now like yes you sure you you sure have short-term goals I'm sure you have like short-term successes that you're looking to reach but the fact that you're sitting here telling me like I'm ready to this is my end game and I'm ready to play this thing till I'm 85 90 it kind of blows my mind that you're sitting here 20 22 23 years old telling me that it's it's incredible
1: I mean, that didn't happen overnight. I I would I definitely, right. I, I've been like the exact opposite of like checking my phone, scrolling and refreshing my screen to see how many more likes are coming in. You know what I mean? And like mm-hmm. thinking that like, that's, that's what it's all about. But you just realize that like, like the whole TikTok thing is just showing me that like, that's not, that's not really it, you know, mm-hmm. that's not what's going to change everything. Mm-hmm. I think what's going to really change things is like actually doing real, like real things. Cause like building a following, like anyone can build a following doing really anything. Yeah. You know what I mean? And the the other thing too, like getting reposted similar thing where it's like, you know, I get reposted by these people, you know, people kind of like, people see my page and like, Oh, that's cool. What he's doing. They might stick around a little bit. Some people will become fans, but other people will stick around for a little bit. And then when they see it's like the same thing over and over again, they're like, all right, well, I don't really care about trombones anymore. So I'm going to go find something else.
0: Right, and like,
1: right. and then you lose that fan. And then all those followers who fucked with you before
0: mm-hmm.
1: now are gone. And then yeah. it looks like you have way more followers than you're getting engagement.
0: Right. And now
1: you don't have as much respect as you would want. So yes. I'm, I'm seeing it from like, okay, maybe I need to win over the jazz people. Because the jazz people are my most passionate percentage. They're the other people who are going to actually care about what I'm doing. They understand right. how hard it is to do what I'm doing. Regular people don't understand it. You mm-hmm. know, they just don't. They don't know jazz. They don't know the first thing about how hard it is to play lines and licks and, and um, you know, learn tunes in all 12 keys and transcribe solos and learn songs note by note from ear. They don't know, like, how any of that shit works. So how could that, they care, Right. right.
0: Right, it's like being the
1: best harmonica player in the world but like if you're trying to impress regular people it's hard
0: right it's like yeah like if i were to go listen to the best harmonica player in the world how would i know like as a as a lay person in music like how would i know they're the best like no exactly there's no point
1: of reference right right there's nothing so that's where that's where like it starts with winning over the people who do know Mm -hmm. right and then from there expanding and um those people will come through the other stuff, like my music, like my original music, you know? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And that's, that's really like, that's really my plan. Um, but none of it happens overnight. I think that's right. the other thing It's like, everyone wants it overnight. Like you were saying, but in reality, nothing great happens overnight. If you're getting shit overnight, it's probably not what you want. Right. You know, cause it's, it. it's too good to be true. Like, the real shit, the real people who've done, like, real things. And I'm not even talking about, like, the Drakes and the, and the people, like, now. I'm talking about, like, Albert Einstein and fucking, you know, like, yeah. like, like, like real achievement. Um, people who've, like, made some crazy achievements. Nothing happened overnight. Totally. You know, and, and I'm sure, like, you've heard the name, like, Miles Davis, right? Yeah. And Louis Armstrong. Yeah, yeah, yeah and coltrane probably john coltrane yeah, yeah yeah this is what i'm saying duke ellington yeah these guys and then i'm sure you've heard of bach and you know the white guys that they teach in school yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> i hear ya. They, they teach the classical guys they don't teach yeah. the jazz guys That that's a conversation for a different day
0: yeah yeah yeah. But um, <laughs> we can know, do a whole other episode on that <laughs> suburb,
1: yeah suburban suburban reality and systemic racism anyway um basically uh the you know those names though because why because they've really achieved more than just the you know hit. followers and, and and things like that right. these 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 people have put out so much music it's ridiculous right like albums and albums and albums after album right you know and um and also pioneered a genre exactly so that's why people have heard of those people but then if I if I were to list off like a bunch of guys who are big right now in the jazz world, you probably wouldn't even, you know, you probably wouldn't know them.
0: Uh, so end up, you're probably right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah.
1: But that's that that's the that's the thing about it. And I'm not saying yeah. like, you know, the goal is to be like a legendary icon game changer, because it's very hard to do. You know, a lot of stuff that's that is around now has already been done.
0: Yeah, I was gonna say the game has already been kind of changed. Almost. It's
1: yeah, it's, it's really yeah. hard to be like creative in today's day and age when like you can search it on Google and like almost yeah. everything is like already been done, not right. everything, but like a lot of things. Mm-hmm. Um, so <laughs> that's really where it's at, I think. Um, just uh, trying to be respected for doing something great rather than trying to be admired for you know gaining followers. People think like, oh, I'm gaining followers, I'm winning, it's like, no. Yeah. No. I hear you. Like there there are plenty of people who are like really substantial who have done a lot of shit who don't have as many followers as like some of these influencers.
0: Mhm. Yeah, absolutely
1: and like it's just how it is. Yeah. But that doesn't mean the instru- the influencer is doing anything wrong. It just right. means that like there's different ways that you can gain followers. It doesn't mean that you have that you've built something you know um and like on both both ends of the spectrum like there are a lot of fitness people there are a lot of girls with their bodies who are gaining crazy numbers there are a lot of fitness guys who are gaining crazy numbers for doing crazy lifts there are people who just do whatever and get a ton of views because they're doing crazy stuff that people want to watch right but our society is crazy now i think um We've kind of lost touch. I mean, even just like the Floyd Mayweather, uh, Logan Paul fight, like it's just like that kind of stuff. That's just like, and by the way, I'm not like shitting on Logan or anything, but no, because
0: he's, he's done something and it's clearly worked to what he wanted to build. 100%. Like, if anyone can tell me that this is all happened by mistake, it's all planned. It's all like, it's everything that man does is so designed. He is smart for what he's trying to accomplish he's written the book on it like hundred like, like I and and yeah it might have been a dumb fight and maybe <laughs> maybe Floyd mayweather was holding him up while he was knocked out I cannot confirm nor deny but it's sold like crazy man holy crap you know right, what I mean like right it is what it is and so hundred no, you made you've, you've made it a perfect point it's like people are gonna do the things or people should do the things that's going to make them more successful in the long run for logan paul that's everything has to happen right now for that man before he becomes irrelevant and i don't know when that will be for a a jazz musician a completely different spectrum it can be i this can go on forever and i'm and i'm ready to take the long game i think so i i that was that was incredible i know i know you have to run here shortly uh, we do have one last question that I want to ask you, and I'm really excited to hear your answer on this. As we've talked about for, the, for a long time here, you have so much to give, you still have so much to do, but if you were to write your autobiography today, what would be the title of it and why? Um, hmm.
1: Honestly, I think like, it might, might even be cliche, but uh, probably something like the art of being different or something like that. And I don't even know if, I mean, you know, whether I have my name in there or not or whatever, Would be, uh, the, uh, that'd be kind of like something that would have to be figured out. But I just say that because I feel like that's really just been the story of, of really everything that I've been kind of going through. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, I think, um, like being biracial has made it so that like no matter what you always feel kind of like in a different space. You're never really like around people that are, that are the same as you, especially like when I was growing up and stuff, it would either be like black people or white people. And like me and my brother were mixed, but like we never really saw people that look like us. That makes sense.
0: No, totally.
1: Um, But aside from that, you know, just, like, pick a trombone, once again, an, an instrument that's very different, very, yeah. like, under the radar, an instrument that, like, most people wouldn't pick or wouldn't want to pick. Um, you know, going and doing music in high school, which, like, everyone was going to school for different things, but yeah. everyone looked at, like, my town was, like, very, like, a bubble where, like, if you do anything that's kind of, like, different, people kind of judge you or, like, oh, how are you going to make money doing that or yeah, like, etc. So, um, and then, even at Berkeley, I felt like I was a little different, just in that like the the stuff that I wanted to do with it was just different than like the standard um you know singer songwriter or um you know horn player that wanted to play just jazz, right there were a lot of people that so that's why I like gravitated more towards a lot of people who were like more open minded right um to like trying different things and and expanding. Um, Even though I did mention, I want to go back to jazz, but I don't want to, that doesn't mean I'm going to leave out the hip hop stuff. It just means that like, I'm going to incorporate jazz and hip hop in like a cool way. Right. Um, Cause I do think that people have respected. That's the weird thing about it. Is that like, when I play, I'll put up a jazz transcription video and people will like, regular people will like, think it's cool. They'll like the different style of music yeah you know what I mean it's just music like just because it's a different style doesn't mean that like people don't, can't vibe with it you know right <laughs> right <laughs> so, and I think
0: like uh, like content creation is a lot about like yes you want to catch some viral stuff but when you, if you're doing something that no one else is and you're putting it out there in places where people can, are consuming it for the first time it it, it kind of drags them in because it's like it's something I didn't know it's something I had never heard of it's something I would never learned about so yeah I I completely agree with you there
1: 100%. And, and, and um, you know, a lot of people don't even realize that, like the stuff that they like now the pop the hip-hop and stuff came from jazz right (laughs) yeah and and then and then you got a lot of people who like when they're studying they're listening to what like lo-fi stuff or like chill shit or jazz in general like a lot of people listen to jazz in their free time so it's like it's all connected and i think people don't even realize that people in the jazz world don't realize that people in the hip-hop world don't realize that they're all connected they're all intertwined and um i'm just gonna try to bring them together like that was kind of like my plan at the beginning of like the you know, jazz over hip hop movement that I kind of like started four years ago. And um, now I'm at the point where I, I want to just like really just bring the two together. Um, so just a lot more content and, and a lot more music.
0: <laughs> I love it, dude. This has been an absolute blast. I hope you had just as much fun as I did. Mar- uh, Cuss, thank you so much for coming on the show and, and sharing your story. I'm excited for everyone to hear it. And, um, I mean, if you're not following this man yet, you have to go check him out and I'll be sure to link you and all the, all your stuff in the description of this week's episode, but thank you, man. So much. I really appreciate it.
1: Yeah. I just want to say, man, thank you for having me, you know, really like, I definitely had a lot of fun with this for sure. And hopefully, uh, hopefully if anyone watch the entire video, hopefully this helped you out a little bit, you know,
0: there we go. There we go. <laughs> Maybe we'll have to hit up Seaport soon. Yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> all right, Absolutely. brother. I'll talk to you soon. All right. Yes, sir. So a major shout out to Cus Campbell for coming on this week's show. Like I said at the end of the interview, please go check out this guy. He is extremely talented, and I don't care if you've never heard a trombone in your life, you're going to enjoy this guy's content. Uh, links to all things Cuss Campbell will be found in the description of this week's podcast, so be sure to go check him out. As always, I cannot thank you guys enough. Um, I cannot believe, A, that we're 46 episodes into this crazy ride but B, that you guys keep coming back to listen to these awesome interviews. So a big shout out to you guys if you enjoy uh, the interview from today. Be sure to go check us out on Instagram at normalguylazyice so you can see some clips uh, from my favorite parts of the interview and some awesome clips from other episodes that we've done in the past. Um, We will be back with another incredible interview next week, so I will see you guys all next Wednesday.